Podcast Network Asia. You are now listening to part one of a two-part series called While You Were Sleeping, Rico Yun and the Killer Nightmare on the last 24 hours podcast. Sleep and dreaming. We all do it. God knows with this pandemic, we all need it. Dreaming alone has multiple benefits that range from enhancing creativity and problem-solving to emotional therapy. Research into the healing effects of dreaming has shown its potential to take the sting out of difficult, even traumatic emotional episodes experienced during the day, sometimes offering an emotional resolution when we wake up the following day. For a particular group of people, however, sleep is the gateway to a frightening place many cannot escape, a condition where dreams do not heal or lead to a calming state to paralyzing terror that ends in death. For these people, dreams are like sinister otherworldly creatures that creep under the sheets in the dark of night, creatures that muffle their cries for help and trap them in eternal sleep. The thought is enough to give anyone sleepless nights forever. For the final two episodes of a very creepy season two, the last 24 hours will keep you awake with our look into the deadly nature of dreams to try and answer the many mysteries behind the condition that led to the death of beloved matinee idol, Rico Yan. A condition that affects a specific group, killed hundreds of healthy young men, and inspired the creation of the iconic horror classic, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's March, 2002 and hugely popular matinee idol Riquian is at the Dos Palmas Resort in Palawan on a Holy Week break with close friends. After partying all night on March 29th, the group retires for the night and heads back to their room at around 2 a.m. According to his friend and fellow actor Dominico Choa, everyone else shared one big room except for Rico, who slept at the loft so that his snoring will not inconvenience the rest of the group. Ochoa stated that at around 6 a.m., the group reportedly heard Rico groaning in his room, but assumed that what they heard was snoring. Three hours later, however, at around 9 a.m., Ochoa would go inside Rico's room to find him stiff and lifeless. His body was rushed to a hospital in Puerto Princesa, but there was nothing they could do for him. They pronounced his condition dead on arrival. He was 27 years old. Days later, his body would be flown back to Manila and an autopsy conducted. Given the actor's popularity, news of his death shocked the nation and many started speculating that foul play was involved. However, Rikuyan's uncle, then National Capital Region Police Chief Director Edgar Aglipay, released this statement. I'd like to inform the public that the death of Rikuyan was of natural causes. According to doctors, he died of acute hemorrhagic pancreatitis, resulting in cardiac arrest. In short, he died in his sleep. Worldwide, this condition would be called Sudden Unexplained Nocturnal Death Syndrome, or SUNS, an affliction that has a history of claiming the lives of young, seemingly healthy men from Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, and the Philippines. Colloquially, we call this condition Bangungot, meaning nightmare. 
We want to say hi and big thanks to the guys from Kumu. Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect with Filipino streamers and celebrities. Use our link in the description below to follow some Kumu streamers. Rico Yan was laid to rest on April 4, 2002, to thousands of grieving and shrieking fans who lined the streets from San Juan to Paranaque, hoping to get a glimpse of the hearse that carried his body. Many lamented his sudden death as a huge loss not just for local showbiz, but to the country as well, since Rico was known to be active in politics and had many philanthropic projects outside of his movie career. For many, his death did not make sense, but the manner of his death even less so. Bangungut comes from the Tagalog root word bangon, meaning to rise, and umol, to moan. According to an Inquirer article written by Ambeth Ocampo, it was first reported in local literature as early as 1917, and then again more extensively in 1948, in the Hawaii Medical Journal by Dr. Alvin Mayoska, a forensic pathologist who would eventually end up being Hawaii's chief medical examiner. Dr. Mayoska caused panic in Hawaii among the Filipino community during the 50s with his examination in a published medical paper titled Sudden Death in Filipino Men, an Unexplained Syndrome. It caught the attention of Earl Stanley Gardner, the author of the famous Perry Mason detective novels, who referred to the phenomenon as the strange nightmare deaths of Honolulu. Of his discussion with Dr. Mayoska, Gardner wrote the following. Driven by intense interest, I finally went to Honolulu and tried to find out about the strange deaths. What I found amazed me. The deaths occurred only in young Filipino men who were in the prime of life and the best of health. These men inevitably died at night under circumstances indicating a nightmare. They would go to bed apparently in the best of spirits. During the night, they may be heard to moan, but before help could reach them, they would be dead. He added that upon initial examination of their vital organs, they found no sign of poison. The heart, lungs, brain, kidneys, and all other vital organs were in perfect working order. The men, they noted, had simply ceased to live. The Filipino community in Hawaii, most of whom are Ilocanos who migrated from northern Luzon, had a word for what's happening. Batibat, the Ilocano word for nightmare. The Batibat, is also known to be a demon found in Ilocano folklore that takes the form of an ancient, grotesquely obese, tree-dwelling female spirit. According to the lore, the Batibat attacks a person by suffocating their victim and invading their dream space, causing paralysis and waking nightmares. Usually, they come in contact with humans when the tree in which they reside are felled and used for housing. The Batibat will assault whoever comes in contact with the wood, waiting for them to fall asleep. As soon as they do, they would climb on top of them and slowly suffocate them to death with her vengeful weight. However, Filipino men are not the only victims. Curiously, the condition is also found in young men from Thailand, Japan, Cambodia, and Laos, particularly among hill tribe minorities who have settled overseas. In fact, each country called the affliction by a different name. In Thailand, they call it Lai Thai. In Japan, Pukuri. And in Laos, it's Dabchong. When translated, most phrases refer to both dying, sleep, or demon. Similar to the Philippine Batibat folklore, Thailand's Lai Thai lore for its part involves the spirit of an angry or jealous female ghost. 
It is said that when the malevolent spirit inhabits the male victim while they sleep, it may start to choke or froth at the mouth. Paralyzed by fear, the victim is unable to scream for help before eventually dying. There are, however, a few characteristics that differentiate the Philippine cases from the rest. Several studies on the Bangungat phenomenon from different sources indicate that the victims are typically male adults with an average age of 33 years old and in relative good health. Just before dying, the men were known to have consumed a high-fat, high-carb meal along with a lot of alcohol. Deaths typically occur at around 3 a.m. and are marked by moaning or groaning in their sleep, as if in pain or suffering from some unknown agony. This would be consistent with witness accounts of Riquian's condition on the night that he died. Friends reported that before the young actor went to bed, he had a heavy meal of seafood along with alcohol. But the mystery of this nocturnal death deepens even more for Hmong refugees during a particularly deadly year in the 80s and was reported to have affected a large enough segment of the Hmong community in California that it alarmed public health experts. In this case, no heavy meals or excessive alcohol was consumed by the victims, all of whom were young men and in relative good health. The medics who attended to some of the victims reported that the men's hearts were fibrillating or contracting wildly. No other obvious abnormalities were found upon autopsy. The men simply died in their sleep. In the end, a total of 105 unexplained deaths from immigrants in Vietnam, Laos and Cambodia all over the United States occurred, with 26 occurring in 1981 alone. In this instance, most of the victims were Hmong refugees from the highland of northern Laos. The deaths were covered extensively by the LA Times and caught the attention of director and screenwriter Wes Craven. Listen to the following episode of While You Were Sleeping, where we now explore the strange case of nightmare deaths amongst Asian men in California and how it inspired Wes Craven to create Freddy Krueger. Don't miss out on new episodes like, subscribe to The Last 24 Hours, or follow the podcast on Facebook at Historia Nijet, where you can get in touch, tell me your thoughts, suggest cases, or just say hello. I'll do my best to get back to you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>